You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed On Demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Election Day. Here in Texas, something like 5 million people voted early. So more people voted early in Texas than voted in the entire midterm last time. It's uh, it's, it's a huge turnout. And, uh, of course, polls are opening all across the country, either like now or in an hour from now. And so if you haven't already gotten out early, uh, then make sure you do it sometime during the course of the day today. Big time, important election. You know, Jane Fonda calls it the most important election of her lifetime. So, you know, that's serious. That dates back hundreds of years. So, uh, I love how the Democrats are all worked up over this. uh, And how important they believe this election is because of their hatred, their absolute hatred for Donald Trump and Ted Cruz for that matter. Which is exactly what has fueled all this Beto stuff. Uh, But um, Jane Fonda took advantage of her Lumiere Prize to shine light on American politics. She said she is leaving from Lyon, France to head to Michigan. Along with uh, Taraji P. Henson to work on minority voting efforts in the swing state. Oh, good. That's what we want. We want uh, Jane Fonda getting out the vote. The woman who sat on a Vietnamese howitzer or an anti-aircraft gun. Uh, an aircraft anti-aircraft gun that was used to shoot down American soldiers. She's the one that's going to be getting out the vote for us in Michigan. Oh, good. Okay. I feel pretty good about that. She said the elections on November 6th are the most important elections of my lifetime. So much depends on what happens. It's hard for me to breathe right now. Ugh. <laughs> uh. It's interesting because they're, you know, they're, I mean, they're completely out of their minds on the Trump thing. Now, I remember the feeling, though. I, you know, we, because of the Marxist tendencies, the anti-American tendencies of Barack Obama, we were pretty freaked out about things, too. But what we learned in those eight years was America survived. We got through it. The president doesn't have enough power to completely destroy the United States of America and its constitution in one or two terms. Now, if he was going to be president for life, you might have something there. So is it fair to say that the left, as much as we keep hearing, this is the most important election of our lifetimes. Is it fair to say that they take midterms more seriously as a threat than Donald Trump? Hmm. Because the Donald Trump election was in their lifetime. And I guess they're cool now. I guess they're like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, this is the most important election of our lifetime until uh, till the next one, twenty twenty. Yeah, and then twenty twenty two will be more important, yeah. and so on. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's interesting because uh, there, this has been such an expensive election too. I think it's the the most expensive of all time, and that maybe that might even include presidential elections. I mean the the house. Uh, candidates and Senate candidates, gubernatorial candidates have spent so much money. I mean, 
Beto O'Rourke alone raised $70 million for his campaign. $70 million for a Senate campaign. <laughs> I know. And for the side that says we got to get big money out of politics, boy, they right. sure do spend a lot of it. Right. And he, <laughs> he touts that on his ads. You know, the, Ted Cruz is getting all this big money from other places. I, I refused uh, PAC money. Um, you got $70 million and most of it came from out of state. Shut up. Jeez. Uh, so, you know, corporations aren't people. They're not made up of people. Um, <laughs> I love that. It's a strange phenomenon. I don't know who runs corporations, but they're not people, I guess. AI. And they have no right. They have no right to be involved in elections. Uh, this is also an interesting situation. Since when could political ads be turned down or even edited for that matter? Do you remember a couple of years ago, there was that really racist ad that ran. Uh, a guy, I believe, even used the N-word in the commercials. Oh, wow. uh, and it was he was trying to make a point and he was running for office. And they could not edit or bleep out. Well, now NBC is flat out turned down the Trump ad uh, that was that was running about the uh, illegal immigrant, the criminal illegal alien mm-hmm. in court. And do we want, you know, are, is there another one coming in this group of 8,000 people? We don't know. But not only did NBC turn it down, so did Fox. I guess Fox deems it racist as well. Um, now, I don't know if you have seen this ad I, I don't I don't know is is this ad racist NBC won't run it Fox won't run it and and you tell me is this a racist ad here's what they turned down do we have the NBC ad yes we do mm-hmm. and there it is step out of the hallway it's a smiling illegal alien cop killer in court Talking saying about he wish he would have killed more. He wish he wish he would have killed two of those MFers. Smiling, laughing. Democrats let him stay. Then they show the border being overrun in Mexico. He says he wants to apply for pardon for the felony he committed. Attempt of murder. Okay. They're attacking the fence at the border. Who else would Democrats let in? And then it's President Trump and the Republicans want to keep America safe. How's that a racist? I, I think it's very effective. It is. How's it racist? They're not saying everybody in, you know, south of this border are criminals. What they're saying is, do you want to take a chance that another guy like this is coming in? And there's a pretty good chance with thousands of people we don't know all coming in at the same time. Somebody's There's going to be some bad apples in that bunch. How is that racist? I don't know. I don't know, but even Fox News caved on it. 888 uh, And, you know, everybody was mad at NBC. First of all, leftists were mad that they ran it at all. And then the right wing was mad that they pulled it. And now Fox has pulled it. Are you mad at Fox now, too? <laughs> I haven't heard the president sound off on it, but I would think he wouldn't be very happy about it. 
A reporter asked him uh, yesterday, um, is that ad offensive? He said a lot of things are offensive. Your questions are offensive. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. <clears throat> he's just, he's amazing. He's, uh, he's got a way about him. That's for sure. Uh, he actually said that he wants maybe... He, he would have liked to have a softer tone in these first few years. Um, here's the question from the reporter. Talk to me about, this is something that I asked your predecessor about during his term. I asked President Obama, so I'll ask you the same thing. Is there anything, as you look back at your first almost two years, mm-hmm. that you regret, that you wish on you, that you could just take back and redo? Well, there would be certain things. I'm not sure I want to reveal all of them, but I, I would say tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like tone. to have a much softer tone. I hmm. feel to a certain extent I have no choice, but maybe I do, and maybe I... Why does he do that all the time? <laughs> I feel that I have no choice, but maybe I do. <laughs> don't, just leave it. I, I don't know if he thinks, ah, geez, that's going to come back to bite me. I better say, maybe I do have a choice. Uh, then don't say the first uh, statement in the first place. <laughs> uh. would have been softer from that standpoint, but I want to mm-hmm. get things done. We've had tremendous victories on trade. We've had tremendous victories on so many different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, on our military, you look at what we've done with rebuilding the military. But I would say if there's anything, I think tone would be tone. perhaps something. Perhaps would, would be something. Something. Uh, maybe tone. Uh, <laughs> then, you know, there's something you could do about it. You could stop tweeting. There you go. If he did that, if he took that one step. Yeah. Just don't tweet anymore about people that would seriously make all the difference it really would i mean give the thumbs the night off yeah. every now and then please i mean that's something you don't need to do you don't have to tweet can you uh respond when people attack you sure but you don't need to tweet and just start the process you don't need to do that that would that would help a ton um but i I think he likes it too much. I, I think he loves this game. He likes the back and forth. He really does. He likes the battle. And so he's continually involved in it. Uh, he did say he eventually wants to reunite with everybody. He wants to eventually unite the country. Hmm. Of course, now he's driving him too crazy and he's having too much fun. And he said, we're driving him loco. We're, we're making him crazy. And he is. <laughs> and he does enjoy the process so (laughs) i don't know if there's any softening in the future and i mean this and i i seriously when i say this with all due respect you do realize president trump that every night when you go to bed you are the president like you've won man you've won you don't have to tweet yeah so anyway um enjoy it enjoy it please but i guess i guess he does he enjoys the yeah. The, I, I think the, he he likes the battle. The product. Yeah, you're right. He likes the battle, despite being in charge. Mm-hmm. It's still that's yeah. not what he does. It. I like to avoid contention. He likes to bring it on. Uh, he's the opposite. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat unleashed. Um, now, former mayor of New York Michael Bloomberg spending uh, five million dollars on a TV ad in favor of Democrat candidates. Five million. Just a couple days before the election, that's when he started dropping this. So that's it's going to go a ways. Uh, he's also considering a 2020 presidential bid. <laughs> Please run. Yeah. Uh, waste all your money. Spend every dime you have. Nobody oh, wants yeah. Michael stinking Bloomberg. Nope. 
No one. Democrat. I don't think Democrats are even sold on this guy. Who wants? Uh, is anybody clamoring for Michael Bloomberg to run? No. Michael Bloomberg is clamoring no. for Michael Bloomberg that's, to run. That's about it. It's about it. Guy was a terrible mayor of New York. Uh, he's a terrible advocate for uh, gun control because he knows nothing about it. Remember that time when he was sitting there? Was it a Fox Business reporter or something? <laughs> Might have been Maria Bartiromo. Yeah. And he was saying um, semi-automatic weapons. You just pull the trigger once and it goes. And she's like, no, no, that's, that's not how it works. No, you have to continually pull it. And I think his response was, well, whatever. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. Or what? Yes. Uh, (laughs) He doesn't, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. How do you spend all this money trying to get gun control? And you don't even know what it is you're trying to control. You don't even understand the issue. Pretty bad. Uh, But here's uh, the TV ad. Is this the TV ad that he's. uh, yeah, He's it's two right minutes now. long. I, I, I sense uh, a big time uh, Pat Gray start stop coming up. Okay. Uh, here's his latest spending $5 million. Hello. I speak Hi. to you today on the eve of the midterm elections. Oh, not good. as a Democrat or a Republican. Oh, of course I've not. I've been both. Have as an American who is deeply concerned with the direction of our nation. Mm. Like you, mm-hmm. I've watched the recent bombings and mass shootings with growing alarm. Political violence tears at the heart of our democracy. And violence against Stop. a religious group. We're not. I knew it. <laughs> a democracy. Why is that concept so difficult for people to grasp? I, if you don't know that one fundamental basic issue, if you don't know that one fact about the foundation of this country, you got no business paying $5 million to run ads in, in a political environment like this. It's just an easy way to... To so talk lazy. To the masses that don't understand the difference. Yep. All right, let's hear the rest. I've watched the recent bombings and mass shootings with growing alarm. Political violence tears at the heart of our democracy. Can we st- stop one against- more time? <laughs> okay. First of all, can you call it a bombing if they're just mailings? No bomb actually went off. Is it a bombing if the bomb doesn't go off? Or is it just a, a, a mailing? I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure you can call any of those bombings. Not a single one went off, and I'm not sure the person involved wanted them to. I, I don't think they even knew what they were doing. Was there even a way for it to explode? I, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not condoning what this person, what this psycho did. Uh, they'll, they need to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But not one of them went off. Anyway, he had more. Like you, I've watched the recent bombings and mass shootings with growing alarm. Yeah. Political violence tears at the heart of, of our, our democracy. democracy. Yeah, and yeah. violence against a religious group and a house of God tears oh. at the heart of our humanity. Yeah. That's... At these moments of great national tragedy, mm-hmm. we look to Washington to lead, to offer solutions, to bring us together, and to appeal to all of us as Americans. Wow, that's We're beautiful. a nation of builders and doers. Builders, doers. We know that there are no easy answers or None. quick fixes. Right. But we expect a plan. We expect to be called to a higher purpose. We expect to work together. I don't hear yeah. that call coming from Washington these days. What do you hear? Do you? In fact, I hear the opposite. Hear the opposite. Shouting and hysterics instead of calm reasoning. Mm. Pointed fingers instead of open fingers. hands. Fingers. Division yep, There's a pointed finger right there. We see this most dramatically with the fear-mongering over immigration. Oh, man. Americans are neither naive nor heartless. 
We know that we can be a nation of immigrants while also securing our borders. Legal Sadly, immigrants! Sadly, our greatest threats today can be found from within our borders, from a government that is constantly on the verge of shutting down over partisan bickering, that is accumulating record debt, and failing to address oh, our most now he's worried about problems. debt. <laughs> okay. I've never been a particularly partisan person. Oh, what? I've supported oh, candidates stop from that both for a second. <laughs> He's never been a particularly partisan person. <laughs> really? He's so partisan, he ch- he's changed at least three times in the last five to ten years. Come on, Mike. <laughs> Republican, <laughs> independent, uh-huh. now he's Democrat. Uh, next, next stop, socialist? I don't know, maybe. Uh, this guy is so full of himself. Mm-hmm. He really believes. I think he believes he has a chance. I don't know where he's getting that, though. I mean, doesn't everybody do an exploratory com- uh, committee to see if there's any interest at all? There can't be a single person in this country who thinks, hey, you know who'd be a great president? Yeah, what do you got? That Michael Bloomberg guy. Oh, you know, that's that a good one, that, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. you know the one that did such a bad job in New York when he banned salt? Yes, Remember that? that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Oh, uh, and he tried to ban soda? Uh-huh. Uh, you couldn't buy a 16-ounce beverage for a while? Oh, that's gonna, that? that'll play in the heartland. Oh, that's going to play big time. Yes. Big time in Lincoln, Nebraska. He's our guy. <laughs> oh, in Topeka, Kansas. Yeah. You're going to love this freaking guy. Yep. Oh, you know what else he wants to do is what? end the, first, the Second Amendment. He wants, to t- he wants to take away our guns. Okay. Oh, this, they're going to love that play. in Montana. This will play. Texas. Oh, it'll play big. We found our dog for the next We time. finally got our guy <laughs> to put an end to these Republicans in the reign of terror. <laughs> what are you... This is it's ridiculous. But there's more, he had to say. Oh, I've wait. never been a particularly partisan person. <laughs> I've supported candidates from huh? both sides. Yeah. Sure, but yeah. at this moment, we must send a signal to Republicans in Washington... That they have failed to lead, failed to find solutions, and failed to bring us together. together. That's why I'm voting Democratic. Oh, is that America what? is okay. the greatest nation on earth. And for all our sakes, we must start <laughs> becoming the United States of America once again. Aww. Yeah. Thank you. You're Independence welcome. USA Pack is responsible for the content of this advertising. You see that? No, no, Michael. Thank you. He emphasized United. Yeah, right? We must the, United the United States, States of America. You know what? I've never been a particularly partisan person. I, I've always been right down the middle in yeah. politics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm just I, I'll vote for just about anybody huh. as long as they believe the things I believe. But uh, you know, that doesn't make me partisan. You know, I just believe what I believe. That's mm-hmm. all. I love that. I've think, never been particularly partisan. I, th- I think your principle, which is uh, uh, being put to the test today, mm-hmm. specifically today. Yeah. Today is the day you find out um, if you have to eat underwear. Or not. <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, your principle is uh-huh. vote for the guy that keeps me from having to eat my underwear. Right. It's not a partisan issue. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to eat underwear. So you want Ted Can't Cruz to beat uh, Beto right. O'Rourke. For no other reason other than I don't want to eat underwear. That's right. I really hope we're done hearing the name Beto O'Rourke after um, today. Well, we won't be because they are going to run him in 2020, I think. I think he's ambitious enough, mm-hmm. and I think they like him enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, you got Jim Carrey. We'll talk about this too. Well, you got Jim Carrey doing political cartoons about him. What? What the hell does Jim Carrey know about Beto O'Rourke? This Hollywood idiot socialist who 
uh, is has taken this interest all of a sudden in the Senate race in Texas? Really? It's a strange, strange oh, phenomenon. I, I do love this tweet, though, that came in from Sabes84 just now. It says, I'm wondering how many people outside of Texas are going to be upset that they can't find Beto O'Rourke on their ballots? Yeah, about 80% of the Democrats in this country, <laughs> probably 85%. Yes. Well, where's Beto? I thought I was going to vote for him. Yeah, he's in Texas. <laughs> well, I know, but I thought I could vote for him, too. No, you got to be in Texas. you got to live there. Well, can I, can I mail it into Texas or what? No. <laughs> you got to live. In yeah. Texas, to vote for him. Be sure to tweet us your <laughs> election day fun at Pat Unleashed. Use the hashtag, put that in your pipe. Uh, all right. <laughs> this portion of Pat Gray Unleashed, sponsored by real estate agents at Trust Mercury Real Estate, which Glenn founded with Tanya uh, after they had a terrible experience. You know about this. They couldn't sell their house for a long time. I think it was a couple of years. And they, I know they lost a bunch of money on it in the process. And they didn't want that to happen again to them or anybody else. And so they put together a team of agents across the country that they fully vetted based on their experience, their marketing plans, their knowledge of real real estate. I mean, things it's so important when you're selling your house for when people drive up to it, it's got to look good. You got to say, "Wow, yeah, that looks well, look at this place." The landscaping has to be really good, the trim has to be nice, the paint up to date. You know, the windows are important. First impressions are critical. Then the professional staging inside because of people like me who can't envision their furniture in an empty house. Like, I don't know. So show me. Show me something. And the photos that go up on the internet are critical. You want them to like it enough that they come visit in person. You have They have to know when to list and for how much because you don't want to have to lower the price. Then people start thinking, oh, something's wrong. So this is why you need to work with the agents at realestateagentsitrust.com. 1,200 of the top agents across America. Let us introduce you to the best agent in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So Michael Bloomberg, five million bucks. Was that worth it? What did he even say there? I don't vote for anybody who is a Republican. That's what he's saying there. Although he's not partisan. So can that really be his message? Yeah, it can. Uh, Then there's a DNC chairman, Tom Perez, who Jake Tapper took to the woodshed, kind of, uh, yesterday. This is what we keep saying about Jake Tapper. I love the guy. I love the guy. Now, does he piss me off sometimes? Yes. Yes, he does. Um, depending on whose feet he's holding to the fire, the other side's going to get irritated with him. But just to prove that the guy does it to both sides, uh, what's her name? Stacey Abrams, Mm -hmm. uh, the candidate for governor in Georgia. He really held her feet to the fire. And so did another person on CNN. We'll get to that coming up here in a few minutes. Um, but now he's holding, uh, Keith Ellison's feet to the fire. Listen to this. What Ellison's big deal is we believe survivors. Oh, you do? Okay, well, let's let's see here. Yeah, so here's one of the most important movements of the last year or two is the Me Too movement and the Times Mm -hmm. Up movement. Women standing up and saying men can't treat us like this anymore. Uh, The ex-girlfriend of your deputy Mm -hmm. at the DNC, Congressman Keith Ellison, Uh is accusing him of domestic abuse. Now, an investigation commissioned by the Minnesota Democratic Party was quote unable to substantiate the claim of physical abuse. 
Is that good enough? What do you say to women in the Democratic mm-hmm. Party who say, why is this guy still the vice chair of the DNC? Right. What I say is that we should always take those complaints uh, seriously, and we do. And that's why an investigation was conducted. That's why Congressman Ellison asked for a health ethics investigation. And Democrats have never hesitated to take action. Stop for a Unlike Republicans. Total total and complete lie. Absolute lie. They hesitated completely. They haven't taken any action in this Ellison situation. Tom Perez, what he has said is not... They should be taken seriously. He has said repeatedly they should be believed. Hmm. When it was Kavanaugh, they should be believed. When it was Trump, they should be believed. When it's anybody but a Democrat, they should be believed. It's not what he's saying now. This is amazing. Good stuff here. Oh, the hypocrisy. And What more. I say is that we should always take those complaints uh, seriously, and we do. And that's why an investigation was conducted. That's why Congressman Ellison asked for a health ethics investigation. And Democrats have never hesitated to take action, ah! unlike Republicans. And mm-hmm. you know what? what? Part of why we are going to do wait, so wait well a second. on Tuesday Democrats have never hesitated to take action? Up. Thank you. mean you. like in the last year, or do you mean like yeah, historically? Yeah. Because okay. historically I could, well, I could look, go through a list well, of again, people. And do it. Do it, well, Jake. And, and uh, again, you saw what happened in Senator Franken's mm. situation. Democrats didn't hesitate to do something, even if it was difficult, because that was the right thing to do. Okay, so you mean just like in the last year. You're not talking about Ted Kennedy or President Bill Clinton or... (laughs) Or Keith Ellison. We only have a couple minutes left. I've I've been, uh, Jake, I've been chair of the Democratic Party for 18 months. And what I'm talking about is we have worked hard to make sure that... We are a party that understands that when women succeed, America succeeds. So you don't. So do you Trump think is doing you, to women? Uh, not, do you think Keith Ellison's ex-girlfriend is lying? Then is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think Keith Ellison's ex-girlfriend deserves to be heard and deserves to be treated that's with dignity. That's not the question. That's that's not the question. No, douche. No. You didn't say. Uh, okay, Mr. Perez, does. Keith Ellison's ex-girlfriend deserve to be respected? Does she deserve to be treated with dignity? That's not the question. The question is, is she a liar? Are, are you calling her a liar now? I love it. And I, I'm, That's that great was such stuff. a subtle dig that Jake slipped in there. He goes, you know, you talk about Ted Kennedy, former President Bill Clinton. Uh, I mean, no. we've only got two minutes left. <laughs> I can go on forever of the uh, women that the Democratic Party has ignored or, or, or yeah. slandered. Pretty amazing. That's a good job by Jake Tapper. I don't care who you are. That's he's doing a good job there. And uh, you know, you get the equivocating from the Democrats every single time. Uh, he just had Stacey Ab- Abrams yesterday in the hot seat, and she uh, just kept saying the same thing, and he kept going back to the same question. Okay, I'm just trying to under- understand. Are you saying then uh, that you that you want to take guns out of the hands of legal owners? What I'm saying, Jake, is that though there needs to be a conversation. No, what, so are you? T- are, just to be clear, are you saying that you want to take the uh, the guns out of the hands of of owners? Well, no, I'm saying this is the start of a conversation. Okay, so let me get this straight. This legislation is not about actual legislation; it's just about starting a conversation. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, <laughs> then she goes back to it again. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, uh, good for him. Two days in a row that uh, he, sh- he shows that, you know, there's at least one 
journalists left on the face of the planet. There's and CNN, one. yeah, wasn't wasn't done with uh, the Stacey Abrams gun. No, we got to play this. Play that a little bit later, huh? Because <laughs> I don't know if we have time here, but boy, that was. Uh, so what's gotten into CNN well, the last couple of days? I don't know. Now, Strange. granted, granted, ninety eight percent of their coverage is still way left. terrible. But boy, mm-hmm. these have been some interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, because and I and I think part of it is that uh, George, it's Georgia you're talking about. You're mm-hmm. talking about a governor's race in Georgia with a with a woman who is advocating for taking guns out of the hands of people, taking them from legal gun owners. Wow, I mean that's pretty big. Yeah, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about Ridu Zone, especially with uh, all the food that you know is going to be in your face at all times, all through Thanksgiving. And then, I don't know about you, but we've always, you know, December starts and you got goodies around every day. It's not just Christmas. It's the whole month. And then that week between Christmas and New Year's, well, you're off of work usually. So what are you going to do? You're going to (laughs) eat. And then you got New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Give yourself some help. It's called Riduzone, a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement It has OEA, the OEA molecule that's been shown to boost metabolism and help to reduce your appetite. For about a buck 39 a day, Riduzone will help you get through this really difficult eating period of the year and jumpstart the new looking you and new feeling you for 2019. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT to get 30% off a three-month supply. It's Riduzone.com, promo code PAT to take 30% off. Go there right now. Riduzone.com. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. So Dallas is what three and five now? Three and five. Yikes! That's not good. That's not good for the Cowboys. No. I mean, speaking of football, can I just complain for a second about BYU? Of course, I complain about even, the Falcons even though constantly. I, I realize, you know, that it's like there's like three people probably right now that care, <laughs> but. <laughs> well, at this point in the season, you're probably right. They played. They, they played Boise State, really good football team, right? Yeah, Over the yeah, weekend, on the Smurf turf, right? They had so many, so many opportunities Uh-oh. to win that game. They were inside the Boise State twenty six times, <gasps> six oh, times. Came away game. with three field, uh, oh. three field goals, um, two field goals and a touchdown. I think it was mm. when they did this, mm-hmm. uh, including twice at the end of the game. Where they had this beautiful double pass to the tight end, made a one, one-handed one catch, runs it to the three-yard line, and fumbles into the end zone. Oh, God. Then, at the end of the game, okay? First and goal at the three. All right, first and goal. First three. and goal with about, I don't know, I think there were 10 seconds left. Ten first seconds. and goal at go. the three. Can't get in. Sacked. Uh, they get two plays um, on, the, on the last play. They send two people into the... Uh, into pass into a pass route. Okay, yeah, yeah. Two. Yeah. No, no, don't tell me what happens. And he Bonk. stumbles around for a second, gets tackled. Uh, I mean, he, neither one of them were open because they only had two receivers out in the. It was the worst bungled game <laughs> in the history of football. The well. coaches lost that game for BYU. Lost that game for him. I'm sorry to hear that. They just, you know what? I just tried to emotionally divest myself from the season because it was so painful a few weeks ago. Then they show some promise again, and it's like, wait, okay, this is the team that beat Wisconsin, an and then they beat me down again. Inconsistent team. It is. What is their record? BYU uh, four and five now. 
Are you going to qualify for a bowl? Well, got to win two, two of the of last three, three but really got to win. Like. You got to win the last three. Wow. Well, we got UMass this weekend. Yeah. You know, You're should, gonna lose. should be a win. I predicted in August you would lose that game. So, <laughs> so you have Thank to win the you. last two. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So then there's uh, New Mexico Ooh. State, big win. And then you got Utah. At Utah. At Utah. Finish yeah. off the season. Utah just, now this gives me a little hope. Okay. Uh, Utah just lost their quarterback to a uh, broken collarbone. So we'll see. I don't, oh, wow. I don't know. Wow, way to hang your head on that. Yeah, whatever. I mean, <laughs> it's not like we haven't lost our quarterback multiple times in the last uh, few years when we played those douchebags. So yeah. uh, <laughs> now you get a little taste of it. Mm-hmm. I don't have a bit of sympathy for him. Uh, what, in the Pac-12, you don't have any depth at the quarterback position? What? Let's not talk about quarterback depth, please. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're, the, the Nebraska quarterback's coming around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Adrian Martinez is really They played around, Ohio yeah. State really tough. That was yep. a surprise game to me. Yeah, he made one mistake. I actually thought they were going to win that game. And I, I called my shot on Twitter right before that at Hangry Keith. Yeah, I think I said uh, 28, uh. 20, or 27-26. It was close. We lost 36-31. Yeah. But he made one terrible decision that entire game. You and can't that, do that, that against good teams. That was the difference. Can't do it. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. It is election day. Uh, so other than electing maybe a new coach for the BYU Cougars, <laughs> uh, there's some other uh-huh. <laughs> important aspects to maybe get to. Uh, Jules tweets: Campaigning for the 2020 election starts on Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we. Yep. Got to wait a full day for that though. Dang it! Darn. Dang darn it! Right. Uh, baffled aneurysm tweets, uh, we need to become the United States of America. Bloomberg went in his little ad there, emphasized United, Mm -hmm. which would be nice too, that we are united. But yes, we are individual states as well. Let's look at the 10th amendment every Mm -hmm. now and then. Every once in a while. Uh, this from Whitney Garrett. Pat, one of the many election texts I've received from states I've never lived in. Hello, Caitlin. This is Emma with Americans for Prosperity. This election is too important to sit out. Do you plan to vote tomorrow? Also, my name's not Caitlin. (laughs) Really? I really want to respond with, who pays your salary? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, if you remember this particular... Americans for Prosperity thing with Chris Matthews. You know, um, I work for Americans for Prosperity. This is not about well, the Koch brothers. This is about freedom for Who's Indians. paying your salary? What's that? Who I pays? work for Americans for Prosperity or Who's a non-profit. Who's paying your salary? Uh, unions are Americans for Prosperity. I came here to talk about the policy, and this no, is about freedom. This is about economic liberty. Who's paying your salary to I do what you're you, doing right now? I just told <laughs> I just told you Americans just, for Prosperity. We're 501c4, what's that? and we've been Who advocating... Pays? I'm sorry. What's that? Who's paying your we to do this today? I, I just <laughs> I just told you, I just told you Americans for You're prosperity. Not my We're a nonprofit. We're for. I, I just told you what anywhere. the answer is. I came on here to I came here to talk about policy. <laughs> know, this is about freedom for workers. My family were union it. workers, and they had to leave the state a long time ago. So you're not even just to make this clear. Mr. King, you're the president of an international union. You were elected Mm -hmm. and you serve and you get paid by the union. I understand Mm -hmm. that. I just want to understand with this other fellow how he finances his being here today because there's a real question whether you're a front for the owners, for the people that really don't like unions. And you tell me you're not, you won't answer the question who's paying your salary. No, he has multiple times. Who's paying you? (laughs) Who's paying you? We have over 3,000 donors here in this. 
Americans for Prosperity. I told you we're a nonprofit, just like the Red Cross, just in, like any other nonprofit. <laughs> One last question. I know the funding relationship of. That's so great. That is. Priceless. And of course, it, it led to the hit song. What's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? Brilliant. That was, that was the most downloaded song in the history of iTunes, if I recall. <laughs> if I recall, yeah. I, I, I've put Jules' tweet back in front of you about how campaigning for 2020 begins tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, the story right behind that uh, is a sneak peek. Uh, Spartacus is going to be front and center in 2020, apparently, due to some breaking news out of New Jersey. Uh, governor Phil Murphy just made it a lot easier for him to run. Uh, the governor signed a bill that won't force Booker, a fellow Democrat, of course, to choose between a presidential campaign or another run for the Senate. Instead, he'll be able to run for both at the same time. Yay, Cory Booker, twice on one ballot. Wow. So Murphy gave final approval to legislation aptly named Cory Booker's Law. <laughs> it will allow Booker, the uh, New Jersey Democrat, of course, to appear on a November ballot as both a candidate for president or vice president and for U.S. Senate or House. So a little sneak peek there for you in 2020. Well, how convenient that was that it just happened last week, last Thursday. You just uh, did that for him. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm sure that's a total coincidence. I mean, yeah, the timing is just completely. Yeah, just a wild, wild coincidence. But there's uh, be plenty of questions for uh, Cory Booker uh, based on his own writings. And, yeah. And you know what just completely just flew under the radar was the uh, gay guy who said that Cory Booker assaulted him in a bathroom. Oh, yeah. right. so, so you know what? Run run for president. Let's and no, see if it nobody really in. talked about that. So I, I don't know if there was any validity to it, yeah. but you know, if it was, had that been a Republican... Right. Regardless of validity, the fact that the accusation was made... We believe survivors. We believe. We believe survivors. Survivors. Uh, this is a fun story, too. Uh, Governor Paul LePage of Maine <laughs> said yesterday that he plan- he plans to move to florida when he's done uh at at the end of the year uh there's obviously two other people running he's uh, stepping down i'm not sure if it's tim- term limited or he's just done but he's uh moving to florida for tax reasons wait the governor of maine <laughs> yeah. who's been governor i think for eight <clears throat> years now and it doesn't matter who's elected to succeed him he said i'll be a resident of florida if janet mills wins i could promise you that uh, referring to the Democrat gubernatorial nominee. I'll also be in Florida if Sean Moody wins because I'm going to reti- retire and go to Florida. I'm done with politics. I've done my eight years. Yeah, okay. It's time for somebody else. Now, what he likes about Florida is what? no state income tax uh-huh. and low property tax. What he doesn't like about Maine is the opposite. Mm. Well, so it, that's it, kind of... Amazing. But, okay, so so Florida's got lower property tax. I think he said yeah. he's going to pay about $2,000 less a year in property taxes. They have no state income tax. If only he had been in a position back home in Maine to do something about yeah, that. Yeah, you mean like governor or something? Yeah, if he had been he had governor. Some power, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Isn't that something? And he's a Republican. Why, why would you not do something about it? And especially when you feel this way. He said, I'll tell you very, very simple, uh, very, very simply. I have a house in Florida. Mm-hmm. I'll pay no income tax, and the house in uh-huh. Florida's property taxes are $2,000 less than we're paying in Booth Bay. <laughs> At my age, why wouldn't you conserve your resources and spend it on family rather than taxes? 
In other words, right. don't retire to Maine, retire to Florida if you're smart. Right. And wow. that's coming from the governor of Maine. <laughs> the governor of Maine. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, what a world. Yep. What a world. Oh, hmm. uh, Brett Kavanaugh has a new accuser. I'm sorry? Yeah. Uh, Slate published a personal account of a woman who encountered Brett Kavanaugh. This was just 20 years ago, too. Wow, just the other day. Yeah, Uh, just 20 years ago. uh, And she came forward because, you know, she just felt like it was time. And uh, it brought back all kinds of memories to see the, you know, the nomination process. Mm -hmm. And she saw the, you know, the things that Christine Blasey Ford and Deborah Ramirez and Julie Swetnick were saying, Judy Monroe Layton, who... Lied through her teeth. The admitted liar? Yeah. Okay. Um, in fact, uh, Judy Monroe Layton has been referred to the Department of Justice and the FBI, and so has Swetnick now. Hmm. So both of them might be just in a little bit of trouble. For lying to Congress. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this, is, uh, this woman is named Julie Hirschman, okay. and she doesn't make any accusations at all about sexual misconduct or wrongdoing. No, he was mean to her once 20 years ago. Uh oh. To the point where, get this, he pointed his finger at her. Oh, hell no. Yeah. And he may have shaken it in her face. Are you? Not in her face, but, you know, somewhat close to in the general vicinity of. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. It almost killed her. It almost killed her. I don't doubt it. (laughs) So. She watched uh, Kavanaugh and Ford testify, and then that's when she was reminded, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. And and he was mean the to finger, me once. The finger pointer guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said she showed up one day at the independent counsel's office and was greeted by an angry Kavanaugh who was invading my space, badgering me in a way I didn't understand. Hmm. Here's the exchange. Okay. Kavanaugh, very angry now, in parentheses it says. You're going to tell me exactly who you are and why you're here. Me, I'm here at the invitation of Judge Starr, and he shared with the group who I am and why I'm here. Him, pointing a finger at me. No, I'm telling you. Me, defiantly. And I'm telling you, talk to Judge Starr. Well, then he calmed down and left. (laughs) This is really the kind of stuff that we have to hear about. I mean... Could, has anybody not been angry or in a bad mood in the morning or something's irritated you and maybe you acted to somebody that you're you're not real proud of that i mean seriously is this worth even hearing about no it is not i could just see jack bauer <clears throat> who are you working for i mean that's what i saw right there i mean so i can't even take this seriously so you're saying she was nearly waterboarded yeah yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, right. there's like one and the same. Yeah. Finger point, waterboarding. waterboarding. You know. About the same deal. Yeah, about the same thing. Rip off, you know, uh, lamp cord, uh, power cords. Right. Electrocuter. Tie, tie it around its genitals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're going junk uh, <laughs> I, I mean, this is asinine. Even I mean, there's no proof that it even happened where he spoke angrily to her. But is there a, a single human alive who hasn't spoken angrily to a coworker or to somebody else, oh, and you regret it? That's me. 
I, I've never, never done that. Never raised my voice. Uh-huh. Never got animated. <laughs> right. Yeah. Never, I know. Um, no, I know. Cause never. You're, you're just way too calm. I'm, I'm what you'd call even kill Keith, I mm. believe is what they call me. The same people that called Joe Biden <clears throat> middle class Joe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, this has gotten to such a ridiculous point. It's, yep. Ugh, yep. it's embarrassing is what it is. Uh, sometimes you wish your ears weren't clean so you didn't have to hear it all the time. <laughs> um, but that's rare. And usually, generally, you want your ears clean and you want them to be comfortable. And because when they're not, you know, when there's wax in there, it's not fun. It's not comfortable. And the cotton swabs just push everything back to your eardrum. The candling is uh, not a good idea to, you know, have a ha- uh, flame near your head. <laughs> but now there's a great solution. You've got the Wax RX earwash system. Doctor developed, works safely, and works really well. Comes with everything you need to safely clean out your earwax, condition your ears at home for less than the cost of what a doctor's visit would cost you. Um, it has a special wax softening drop to break everything down inside. Then there's a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush it away. And then the pH balance condition formula rinses, soothes your ears. Go to usewaxrx.com and order your reusable earwash system today. Use the offer code radio and they'll get uh, they'll send it out to your house for free. Free standard shipping. When you use the offer code radio at usewaxrx.com. All right, we got to see this uh, Stacey Abrams thing. Day number two on CNN for a gubernatorial candidate in Georgia, Stacey Abrams. To have her being questioned about this legislation, which is a conversation starter, (laughs) what she wants, what they say it will do is take guns out of the hands of owners, not just ban these assault rifles, but actually take them out of the hands of people who already own them. So she had a really tough time with uh, Jake Tapper yesterday. She kept saying, I just want to start a conversation. Well, wait, Uh, writing legislation is not starting a conversation that's starting the process to get a law passed okay that's the time for conversation is you know when you're maybe crafting the bill the time for conversation was you know when our founders had it 231 years ago when they were crafting the constitution uh the time for conversation is passed on that but here she is again uh defending her policy on cnn yesterday I want to follow up on one issue you discussed with Jake yesterday. Jake brought up that you were a co-sponsor of legislation that would have required people in Georgia to turn in some of their assault weapons if it passed there. You said that's the beginning of a conversation. What I want to know from you as a candidate for governor, what do you want the end of the conversation to be? As you sit here the day before the election, do you want, do you support a law that would require Georgians to turn in some of their assault weapons? I, rec- I support a law that will ban assault weapons. And just as when we mm. banned radar detection, for example, some people turned in their, um, their devices, some people, were, some people kept them and just refused to use them anymore. 
weapons are more dangerous. They are more vulnerable to misuse. And I do think that in the state of Georgia, we're going to have to figure out how we do this. We've done it before as a nation. And there wasn't a nationwide confiscation. But there are going to be some people who are going to be held to a higher standard because they have demonstrated a lesser sense of responsibility. What I want us to do is what we should always do in our legislative process have a discussion about how we accomplish our goals. Mm -hmm. And it is wrong for anyone to say, I know the exact end. The end in mind for me is this. We need to make our state safer, and that means we need to ban assault weapons uh, in the state of Georgia. Banning banning them is one thing. Requiring people to turn them in is another. And and the voters in Georgia just want to know if you support a law that would require them to turn in their assault weapons. I will support a law that is mutually agreed upon by the House and the oh, Senate gosh. in bipartisan fashion to ensure that we right. create the safest space in the state of Georgia. And I understand that what you want is right. a hard and fast decision, but part of my responsibility as governor is to govern the whole state. Oh. To work what? Across the aisle and work with people of differing values, but with a core goal of making sure we make Georgia safer. I believe in common sense gun safety legislation. Please tell me she's not going to win. We've got to work together to figure out the best way to achieve this outcome. Okay. Common sense gun. (laughs) Confiscation (laughs) is not common sense gun legislation. No, it's common sense confiscation, Pat. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. 888 933 with your thoughts. Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, 888-933-93. Election Day. And what many Democrats are calling the most important election of all time. Of all time. Or in their lifetime. Uh, including, you know, such luminaries as Jane Fonda. Uh, so, you know it's important if it's important to Jane Fonda. <laughs> uh, I, I can't imagine that Beto O'Rourke is going to emerge victorious in Texas. But, uh, wow, is the Hollywood crowd hoping and praying for it. They just love this guy. For what reason? It's all about style and his look, his attitude, I think. I mean, there's no substance there. There's no there's no reason to get all excited about Beto O'Rourke, especially in Texas. Where is it just because you've got a far-left candidate in Texas that flies in the face of everything Texas holds dear and people hate Texas so much because of its freedom. I, I don't know this, uh, Jim Carrey just did this really strange political cartoon about Beto O'Rourke. So weird. Beto was pulling curtains back and it allowed the sunlight to hit, uh, Ted Cruz and he started to vaporize or melt or whatever, like a vampire Uh in the sunlight. That's funny. Yeah, real funny. Uh, it's just, he's such a talented guy that, wow. Um, and so people are like, well, what? why do you care who the senator in Texas is going to be? What do you know about him even? Well, he was just on Bill Marshall a few weeks ago. 
And by the end of the show, uh, Jim Carrey had likened President Trump to a used car salesman and urged Democrats to embrace socialism. He seemed unbothered when Bill Maher warned, hey, Republicans are already using the specter of socialism to attack Democrats and scare people. But here's the thing. It's gotten so bad in Hollywood. They're so into left-wing politics. They, they're they ready to embrace. Now, Glenn predicted this was going to happen. And here it is. They're just saying, yes, well, we're socialists. What of it? That capitalism doesn't work. Um, Marr said the Democrats needed a plan to fight this slander. He's calling socialism a slander. Jim Carrey said, no, I disagree. Why not go all in instead? All in on socialism? Yeah, he said, I'm quoting, we have to say yes to socialism, to the word and everything. We have to stop apologizing, unquote. So Marr pointed out a bunch of candidates who won uh, elections recently with unabashed liberal proposals. Um, You know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez among them. Uh, He said those candidates reflected their districts well. They reflect their constituencies well. That's what uh, David Axelrod piped up with. But Kerry said Republicans are just trying to scare people when they warn that the United States would end up like Venezuela when you use the word socialism. He said, I grew up in Canada, okay? No, no. We have socialized medicine. I'm here to tell you that this BS line that you get on all the political shows is that it's a failure. The system is a failure in Canada. It's not a failure in Canada. I've never waited for anything in my life. I chose my doctors. My mother never never paid for a prescription. It was fantastic. (laughs) He half-joked that socialized medicine might be why Canadians were stereotyped as being so nice. Okay. They can be nice because they have health care. Jeez. This guy. Okay. So you just had an interaction with a friend, right? Yes, yes, yes. It was tweeted? Yeah, so you got a listener, uh, lives up in Canada, uh, Renault Gagne, (coughs) and uh, I was going through my fingers ordeal. I tried to chop off with a hedge trimmer last week. and So health care came up. Yep. And so Mm -hmm. uh, Renault tweeted me. He said, you know, I'm so sorry to hear about your fingers. Sounds like it could have been much worse. How long do you have to wear those bandages? Sending prayers from Winnipeg for a speedy recovery. Take care. Mm. I responded at Hangry Keith Malinak there. I said, uh, until uh, next week, at least, I have these bandages on. I see a hand specialist this week. I may need surgery. So that's when Renault is like, what in the world? You're seeing a specialist within a week? Here's what he writes. Uh That's almost unheard of in Canada. Usually it's months. Then a usually... Then... A usual equal wait for surgery. Mm. When you originally went to the emergency room, did you have to wait long to see the doctor? Here it'd be hours. And I uh, said, I waited five minutes at the ER. And then I called the hand specialist which on is Monday. It's kind of important when you're bleeding. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get to the emergency room on Saturday. I wait for this is less than five minutes. Um, and they take me back there. They do an incredible job here in the Metro Dallas Fort Worth area. And then on Monday, I call the hand specialist, and they apologize for not having an opening on Monday. Mm. And they said, can you wait till Wednesday? So Wednesday, I get to the hand specialist. Oh, no. I waited an extra two days. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Renault tweets, Yep. Uh, just told my coworker your story. She says her aunt needs two knee replacements. She's facing a one-year wait to see the specialist and a 
two-year wait for the surgery. Her only hope is getting on a cancellation list in hopes someone cancels. And there you go. Or, you know, you drive to the United States, get mm-hmm. your health care here, because that's what a lot of Canadians do. But it's so much better there. And yeah. that makes people nicer well, it's socialism. There. It's, it's great, because they have health care and they don't, they don't pay for anything. Mm-hmm. It's free to wait for over a year. And again, you know, Jim Carrey's bullcrap about Canada. Canada is not a socialist country. It's a capitalist country, just like we are. It, it has elements of socialism, just like we do. And the healthcare is more socialized than ours. But um, when you go socialist, it means more than just your healthcare system. And it usually means the death of your nation. Well, it always does. In every case, historically, but that's all we have is all of history to look back on. And if Jim Carrey is so sold on Canadian socialist policies, go back there and enjoy them. Go live in Canada. What? Why are you here if Canada is so great? Why are you here? Right. Rather than turn us into what you left, and by the way, Seems like you became pretty successful in this capitalist system. Multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Um, we should look up his net worth. Sometimes those things are inaccurate, but uh, um, but you know that when they when they're all set, they just want to slam the door shut for everybody else, and that's what's going on here with Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey's uh, estimated net worth a hundred and fifty million dollars. A hundred and fifty million. Remember? Yeah, he was making $20, $25 million a movie, per movie, for a long time. So, yeah, we need to say yes to socialism, Jim Carrey. Why don't you start? You get us started by redistributing your wealth right now. Okay? Just spread out your $150 million. Give 100 people. Give 150 people a million dollars. Or just buy that? a Cadillac healthcare plan for countless others. Yeah. <laughs> and just pay for it. And so they don't have any uh, payments on their, on their health care at all. <clears throat> hypocrites. Let's start with you. If it's such a great system, redistribute your, your wealth. So easy for these uh, idiotic actors in Hollywood who are millionaires many times over. To be telling everybody else how it should work and uh, and what kind of system we need to have. Well, wait a minute. It seems like this system has worked pretty stinking well for you. What are you talking about? Well, you, I guess you just don't want anybody else to have that that opportunity. Is that is that it? <laughs> the, the, the hypocrisy. How do they survive in their... I guess it's because too many Americans just don't care. And we, we like our movies, and so we just ignore everything we know about them and go to the movie anyway and continue to pay their outrageous salaries. <laughs> it's just, but it's aggravating. And you got fat lump Michael Moore speaking out again. Um, he's got a message to angry white dudes. Uh, here is Michael Moore saying that it's time to let women run the show. After 10,000 years. So if I could just speak to my fellow angry white American guys who are semi-uneducated like me. Dudes, give it up. It's, we've been running the show for 10,000 years. It's like, it's like 
we've, we've had a long run as men running everything. And, 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 you know, the Yankees could never win as many pennants as we've won in these 10,000 years as right. men. So what? why don't we just take a break? <laughs> Let the majority gender run the show. Just for, yeah. Just, you know, just how, to see how it would go. What are you scared Shut of? Up. Uh, Shut up. Brother. Ugh. What, what a bunch of pandering. Y'all, you know, you know Michael Moore is a big-time feminist, right? <laughs> well, he's yes. big-time. That's for darn sure. <laughs> uh, his wife, remember we had that story, I think, last week. His wife says he's paid her, I don't know, uh, in the last five or six years, $524 in alimony. I, I mean, he, he, there's another multi-multi-millionaire telling everybody else how to live. Uh, telling everybody else that women should run the universe, and he can't even pay his wife the money he owes her. Okay, yeah. Yeah, thank here, you for that. Here's a thought: I don't care who runs the country as long as they stick to the principles in the Constitution. I don't care exactly. what's between your legs. It's exactly. amazing that these guys who who purport that 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 that's that's everything that everything is labels with them. They say, don't label me. Don't yeah. label me. But everything goes back to a label with them. Although, if they weren't around and babbling all the time about what we should be doing, we wouldn't, we wouldn't know what to do. Fortunately, there are celebrities, Keith, who know better than we do. Good. And we all have to just sit around and wait for them to tell us what to do. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's a great video from Comedy Central. <laughs> uh, talking about the celebrities... And their get-out-the-vote effort. Because, you know, who knows what to do if they don't tell us what to do? Uh, here's here's Comedy Central. On November 6th, there's out. an election. You might be thinking... Wow, a new president already? No. This is not a presidential election. It's the midterms. Senators. Congress people. Governors. Local officials. All Americans are asking themselves... The same questions. Should I vote? How will I know that I should vote? If celebrities don't tell me to. Does Emma Stone think I should vote? What about John Krasinski? Have you guys seen A Quiet Place? Yes, but that isn't what this is about right now. It's about celebrities. Telling regular Americans that they have to vote. Many normal Americans like us don't know what we should do until celebrities tell us what to do. Should I moisturize? Jennifer Aniston <laughs> says you should. That's a yes. But should we vote? Some people are calling this the most important election of our lives. But right. they aren't famous. Chris Tucker. Lady Gaga. Kendrick Lamar. Will Smith. Should I vote? Ethel Merman. The Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> Angela Bassett. <laughs> Kylie Jenner's baby. Bruno Mars. Cast of Riverdale. Your silence is deafening. That's awesome. <laughs> that is fantastic. I like that. I wouldn't have expected that from Comedy Central. Yeah. Who, wait a minute. That's great. Uh, <laughs> does NBC Universal own Comedy Central? Mm, I think so. Yeah. That's even more so. Yeah. Now. That's amazing. Uh, it's good stuff, though. <laughs> War- okay. Wait, Warner Media Fena Viacom. Well, still, still, that's amazing. Ethel Merman. <laughs> if Ethel Ethel Merman doesn't tell me whether to vote or not, how am I going to know what to do? I'm not. I'm not going to know. Fortunately, I accidentally found myself at a polling place last week and voted uh, early. So uh, I don't have to worry about it today. But don't forget to vote. And go uh, in with your celebrity-influenced cheat sheet, too. Maybe a sample ballot straight from Hollywood. Right. Which really contains the name Beto. And that's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Just vote for Beto. <laughs> and they'll be fine with your vote. Jeez. Uh, 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, this portion of Pat Gray Unleashed brought to you by My Patriot Supply. 
You know, we're in a season of change that may not be good. The markets are swinging hundreds of points back and forth in, in hours. Weather disasters are always in the headlines. Political unrest, fallout. Who knows what's going to happen next? You just you don't know. Through all these sudden changes, one thing, uh, one fact remains. We should be prepared. Our day-to-day lives are probably at some point going to be disrupted. And if you... Uh, Think about how fragile our system is. I mean, it works great when things are going okay. But if there was, you know, some sort of uh, stoppage in the supply chain, you'd be in real trouble if you're not prepared. So get prepared. Plan on food storage, water filtration when emergencies strike. Protection from disasters. You got survival tools. Get those items at My Patriot Supply. I use them. And you should, too. They've helped a million hardworking Americans become more self-reliant. They sell hundreds of items, not just food. Emergency food kits, gravity-powered water filtration systems, all of that at MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. It could be an earthquake. It could be a cyber attack, hurricanes, whatever, snowstorm. For all these emergencies and more, get your supplies to be more self-reliant at MyPatriotSupply.com. No more rushing around to find empty store shelves when it's too late. Do it now so you're prepared and you have that peace of mind. It's MyPatriotSupply.com. At Gray. All better all day on CNN today. As they try their one final big push here to get Beto O'Rourke elected in Texas. Uh, Right now they've got a a banner that says Beto O'Rourke tries to upend Senator Cruz in Texas. Oh, are they hoping? Oh, they're they're in South Lake. Right down the road here. Yeah. Hmm. In that part of town that should know better. Yes. Oh, my yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 888-933-93. Edit Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Promiscuous Fish tweets. How did Pat talk about Utah and not refer to them as godless animals? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Stop, no. No, uh-uh, no. The University of Utah? No, no they're the greatest no, people no. on earth from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shay something, uh, Shay something smart, with the uh, Alex Jones slurring of the S's. Uh, Pat, I called the University of Utah and reserved their cry closet Uh-oh. for you. Following BYU's inevitable defeat in three weeks. Oh, see, now look, yeah, that not was meant happen. to be a dig at you and uh, BYU, and it turned out to be a mm-hmm. roundabout way to mock Utah, really. Nah. They're the ones that have the cry closet. Nah, right. <laughs> Steve Madursky tweets, uh, after Beto loses tonight, we need Pat to open the show tomorrow with singing Happy Days Are Here Again. Yeah. Yes. Just do not start writing it today. Yes, right. It might jinx it. Don't want to jinx it. Mm-mm. Quiet Storm. Uh, I wonder if CNN is concerned about Jim Carrey's mental health. His behavior has been quite bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, it's time to look into that, isn't it? Get him some help. (laughs) Whisper voice, Sarah. It's far too early in the morning for Michael Moore, guys. I'd rather have the Beto guitar. Oh, well then. Okay, well then. I think we can can definitely accommodate that. Mm -hmm. Um, Haven't done this in a while. Election day is going to be over. (laughs) (laughs) The guitar stylings of that incredible genius. Great. Not the word I'm going with, but all right. Uh, Gen Xer Kim tweets, 
I would have more respect for Stacey Abrams if you would just come out and say she wants to take away all the guns. She wants to do that anyway, but she's too much of a chicken to say it because she knows she'll lose the election. Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, too, people there have been some people out campaigning for her. Oh, some like the salt of the earth. Yeah. Yeah, some wonderful people uh, just out encouraging folks in the neighborhood <laughs> to get out and vote. With a strong encouragement that strong. they vote for for Stacey Abrams, mm-hmm. uh, here's a look at oh, some of those folks at the, at the Blaze TV. We got uh, pictures of uh, the Black Panthers standing on the sidewalk holding uh, Stacey Abrams signs. Oh, what else are they holding there, Pat? AR-15s. But I thought she doesn't want those on the street. Yeah, but they're still holding AR-15s. Is she going to go and confiscate them from those nice lads? No, she's not. Oh. No, they can keep theirs. I mean, you, you can trust the. If you can't trust the Black Panthers, True. who can you trust? I've often said that. I'm glad yeah. you did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I back you up on that 100%. I mean, if you can't Isn't trust great? the Black Panthers, her own constituents out there, who can you trust? Carrying, open carrying AR 15s around neighborhoods and going into businesses yelling a uh, vote for Stacey Abrams. What what does that video go on for like an hour and a half? Hour or something? and a half walking up and down the streets, going into black owned businesses there in West Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, you talk about um, get out the vote effort in the most kind and loving neighborly way possible. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Brings a tear to the eye. Uh, speaking of beauty, what do you make of this billboard um, that states the word made flesh? And make the gospel great again. And there's a picture of Donald Trump. Well, that looks familiar. It's the Donald word, Trump. Yeah. Okay, so underneath the, the picture of Trump is the phrase, the word made flesh from John 1.14. <laughs> and it's Donald Trump. And then in the right-hand corner, make the gospel great again. Uh, replacing Jesus with Trump is probably not what like what you got a problem with that recommend yeah kind of Uh, and I think he probably does too so I mean I don't want to speak for the Lord but um, just to be clear when you say you don't want mm -hmm. to speak for the Lord yes and I don't to Jesus yeah not Donald Trump right I wanted to clarify I didn't know who you didn't want to speak for what do you make of that is that what they're saying what what is that? I'm wondering if there's going to be a follow up story in the news of lightning striking a billboard in downtown St. Louis. Oh, that's crazy! Wow, weird, weird and crazy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. New poll out about the faith in our American democracy mm-hmm. <laughs> from uh, SurveyMonkey Online. Just fifty one percent of Americans say they have faith. In democracy, 37% say they've lost faith in democracy. Mm. Now, I'm a little torn on that because we're not a democracy. So I'm not sure that's a terrible thing. Maybe it's people <laughs> who, like me, realize we're not a democracy and I'm okay with a republic. Oh, uh, this is America. No one realizes yeah, that. Uh, so, okay. yeah, people are just losing faith in America, apparently. It's probably just whatever side is losing. I guess that's so. How it, that's how the poll is reflected. Yeah. I mean, didn't you say it was 51%? It's always going to be right in the middle, depending on if Although, their guy wins. just a couple of years ago, in 2016, it was uh, 60 to 33% people had faith oh, in American wow. democracy. Yeah, so it's changed quite a bit in, in two years. And I'm not sure what's responsible for that. Um, they said that half the country believes America is more divided than it's ever been before. Um, do 
do half of the people know that we had a civil war at one point? <laughs> so I think that was a, a little more divided than we are right now. Uh, but they also believe that these divisions will probably continue far into the future. About a third of Americans agree it's more divided, but are optimistic that Americans will come together in the future. 18% say America is not more divided than it has been in the past. Huh. Huh. So we're even divided on whether or not we're divided. Ta-da! We can't get together on anything! <laughs> Uh, 888-933-93. You know, it might be just uh, the start of November here. It's November 6th, but it's not too early to start thinking about gifts for that special someone in your life. And not just any gift, but something they can really use, have a lot of fun with, and something that just might actually save their life. This year, you could be the coolest relative, friend, or the best Santa uh, with iTarget Pro, the product that's revolutionized dry fire training, uh, it uses your smartphone and their app, which tracks a caliber-specific laser that fits into your firearm. And then, so that detects exactly where your shots are landing. So instead of a bullet, you've got this laser in your gun, and you point it at the target and fire, and it shows you where you're hitting. It's just, it's fantastic. It's such a great system. Completely safe. Comes with your caliber specific laser, the target system, and instructions so you can start right away when your system gets there. It's the letter I, then targetpro.com. Offer code PAT to save 10% off right now. Save 10% when you use the offer code PAT at itargetpro.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. So, uh, big election night coverage tonight. It's it's it is an important night. It's I mean they're all important, but this is a this is a big important election. If the Republicans could hold on to the House and Senate, and just you know maintain, first of all, it would shut the Democrats up for a while. <laughs> well, I'd make them yell and scream louder. But there you go. But at least they wouldn't be able to gloat. And you know there's going to be a massive gloat fest if they if they take back the House. It's going to be ugly. Yeah. And, and they're going to think that their radical policies are working. They're going, to, they're going to be jamming this down our throats that Americans now want socialized medicine, want socialized university system, that we want socialized everything. So, yeah, do you want two years of Democrats having some sort of power and um, threatening to impeach the president for the next two years? Yeah, or... that's, that's the other thing. The impeachment process will happen. Mm-hmm. They, they won't be able to convict him, but they will impeach him. And then nothing, nothing will get done other than pursuing yeah. uh, Investigations yeah. and mm-hmm. impeachments and now, all that stuff. Now, yesterday they asked President Trump about that. And he said... Yeah, I don't care. They can do what they want. Um, but so can I. So he kind of laid down the gauntlet there again. So I, you know, because they said, what if what if they start investigating your finances and your taxes and all that stuff? He's like, ah, I don't care. I think he's kind of resigned to it, that it just may be part of his life for the next two years. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so tonight and today is uh, really important that you make your voice heard. 
man, the conservatives must show up. People on the right must go to the uh, to the polls. Yeah, what do you make of reports uh, here in Texas of how many people have already voted? Five million uh, voted early, and that's more people than voted in the whole midterm last time. Hmm. I'm hoping that means that a lot of Republicans are showing up because they're a little nervous now about yeah. Ted, Ted Cruz, and they're going to make sure that he pulls through. See, I don't know how that's to what I hope. interpret that. There's someone who works here in the building that um, the last midterm four years ago walked right in, early voted, no problem. This time, waited an hour and a half. So I don't know an if... An hour and a half on early voting? An early voting. They wait till Friday, which was the last day. Is that what they did? Because we walked right I in. I don't know. On, I think we voted either Monday or Tuesday last week, and we just walked right in. I did, in. too. So I did, too. But these numbers, you know, the, the more people in Texas have early voted than all have voted last time... Um, I don't know if that is um, people excited for Beto, excited for the Democrats, yeah, blue I don't wave, know. blue wave, or if it's people who are like, oh, no, don't you don't. Move. You're not going to take uh, That's what I'm hoping for. the power away from Trump and the Republicans. So yes, please. Guess we'll find out. Uh, Fox News reporter in uh, Texas talking to voters mm-hmm. on Election Day. Uh, they're at some diner, and guess what they're talking to? White uh, White people. people. They're white talking to white people. people. That's all Fox News does. Talk to white. That's people. That's all they do. White people talking mm-hmm. to white people. There's just a bunch of whiteness going on. It's like it's, a. Um, it's like you're snow blind. Yep. I think it's a whitey cafe that they've mm-hmm. encamped at. Today. It's the whitey McWhite face ca- mm-hmm. cafe. Yeah. Uh, that's over there in uh, Whiteland. Yep. Whiteland, Texas. Yep. Look at it. And then they go to the oh, to people. So in then the, they swing the camera the booth, around and then more who's white there? people. More white whiteies. people. White. What did Michael Moore say? Enough of the white guys enough, being enough. in charge. Enough. Put women in charge. Yep. And especially women of color. Hmm. But definitely women. And not this guy. Not, this I mean, this white, white guy, guy with a... who, right to his left, another freaking white guy. What is happening? I mean, is I, it I don't Fort know. Worth, Texas? Uh, white people. I mean, they must have... You know what? Fox News went out of their way in Fort Worth, Texas to find the only <laughs> three white people. Oh, and no, there's at, a fourth! Look at that. There's, there's a, white, a fourth one. In the booth behind them. Oh. Sitting by himself. A white guy? Yeah. Nobody will have anything to do with him because he's white. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, you can leave, sir. You've got the check. I see it sitting next to your clean plate. <laughs> so what are you doing? Hanging around, hoping to get some camera time there, sir? You know he is. <laughs> white reporter interviewing white people. Oh, look. Look. They're zooming out. I can yeah. see the neck of the guy in the booth behind him. He's white. wearing a cowboy hat. I and guarantee it's another white guy. Yep. Yeah. Might, might as well have been a white supremacist rally right there. It might as well might have as been. Well. Might all as right. well. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh hey, you can go to shop.theblaze.com. Shop.theblaze.com. Why? What's there? And get all kinds of really cool uh merchandise from Pat Gray Unleashed merchandise. Oh. Things like a really cool mug, uh the Pat Gray Unleashed t shirt. Mm-hmm. The Pat Gray Unleashed sweatshirt. Where's the Pat Gray Unleashed hat? hat. And why isn't it in here yet? I don't know. I haven't actually seen the hat. I haven't either. Have I? Do we have? Yeah, oh, there it is. We've got we an image on the Blaze TV. I haven't seen like it in person, me but neither. there it is. And then we've got a Blaze swimming suit. Okay, see. Which. Uh, I'm sure. Huh. That's. Uh, and a tote bag, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so get your par- paraphernalia at shop. And look, the you, you could be cool like that guy right there. Look at he that. tweeted us a picture last yeah, week. Yeah, I love that. Nate. Uh, all right. North Dakota Democrats are trying to suppress the vote in North Dakota. 
the North Dakota arm of the Democrat Party is running ads on Facebook discouraging hunters from turning out to vote in the midterm elections today. They put out this flyer that said, Attention hunters, if you vote in North Dakota, you may forfeit hunting licenses you have in other states. What? If you want to keep your out-of-state hunting licenses, you may not want to vote in North Dakota. What? Okay. Okay, that's an actual voter suppression effort. That is dirty. The state party is running the ads under a Facebook page uh, titled Hunter Alerts. The Hunter Alerts page was created last Wednesday. Um, And that's a pretty dirty little trick they're uh, using. When uh, if we ask somebody to bring their ID... (laughs) To the polling place. Yeah. That's voter suppression. But this is fine. Yeah, that's right? that's dirtier than what um, is happening in Indiana on Facebook pages. There's a there's a conservative Facebook page um, where they are they're telling conservatives to vote for the libertarian, which is a smart play, a smart use of mm. your ad dollars. But uh, they're yeah. targeting Just them to split the vote to split the vote away from the uh, conservative side <laughs> and go for the Democrat win by default. Uh, it's all deceitful, and can we just can we just try to you know win based on our ideas, our values, our principles? Win on the battlefield of ideas, isn't that is that? I mean, is that is that a thing anymore? I guess not. <laughs> no, maybe not. No, man, come on, that uh, is old <clears throat> school talk. <laughs> now we all know that it's just crazy talk. It's conspiratorial to say that George Soros has funded these migrant caravans. We all know that uh, that's conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. You're a crazy person if you even hint at it. Yep. Well, in 2016, billionaire Democrat donor George Soros boasted <laughs> that he would spend $500 million to support migrants. I mean, but again, where are you getting this evidence? From George Soros himself. So, so okay. New York Times recently reported that Soros is being heatedly, if implausibly, cast as the financier of the immigrant caravan. Israel, a nation of migrants, accused Soros in 2017 of continuously undermining Israel's democratically elected gover- governments. Uh, but he earmarked, back in 2016, he earmarked half a billion dollars to support migrants. He wrote that harnessing the power of the private sector is critical to support the tens of millions of people who are on the move, fleeing their home countries in search of a better life abroad. I've decided, this is a, it's just a quote from George Soros, though, so. Okay, so it's just that. So just all, that. All we have to go on, to is be George clear, Soros's about words. migrants being funded by George Soros mm-hmm. is George Soros. George kind Soros. Kind of a flimsy point yeah, you're making it, yes. here, Pat, but go yes, with it, it anyway. I have decided to earmark $500 million for investments that specifically address the needs of migrants, refugees, and host communities. I will invest. Now, you can only find this in a crappy uh, rag called the Wall Street Journal. Mm. (laughs) Like anybody trusts that. Sure. (laughs) Go with whatever you got there for sources. I will invest in startups, established companies, social impact initiatives, and businesses founded by migrants and refugees themselves. Although my main concern is to help migrants and refugees arriving in Europe, I will be looking for good investment ideas that will benefit the migrants all over the world. 
<clears throat> okay. We will also work closely with organizations such as the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees and the International Rescue Committee to establish principles to guide our investments. But that's only $500 million. I mean, what can you buy with $500 million these Hardly days? Hardly anything. I, I don't know why people keep trying to, you know, drag this wonderful old gentleman into this discussion. Why? He's 88 years old, and you've made him into a an old boogeyman. Yeah, I mean, why, huh. don't 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 look at the guy who did the huh. pa- paperwork for the Nazis. Come on, man. Right? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no evidence. They completely they're saying these things that are completely unfounded. You know, George Soros is the source for all of the stuff about him. Like yeah. His own words yeah. right. are, are what betray him. And then when you mention those words, uh, you're treated like you're a conspiracy theorist. Like, well, you're an anti-Semite. Are you an anti-Semite now? Anti-Semite. Did you just Well, I just story? said something about George Soros. You so. quoted George Soros. I did, yeah. yeah. You hateful mm-hmm. I know. SOB. I, I can't know. even look at you. I can spend all day mm-hmm. and night with you today now. After this? I know. It's, after learning this about you? It's despicable. I, I mean, know. I'm going to be doing the election coverage with you. I can't. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? Yeah. I just, I can't, dude. Whatever. Just do your stories now. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to sit here and wait at the rest of the show. All right. You done now? <laughs> I'm just going to uh, sit here. 888-900-3393. Uh, and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to show you. The uh, <laughs> Yes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Triumph the insult dog. Do you remember him uh-huh. from Conan o- O'Brien? Uh-huh. He's he doesn't pop up as much as he used to, but he's been following Ted Cruz all over the place, <laughs> insulting Ted Cruz all over the place. But here was an interesting little interaction between the two of them. He finally caught up to to Ted, and they Uh-oh. they actually spoke face to face. Here we go. And uh, Ted hits him pretty hard initially, and it's a it's a pretty good line. And then Triumph comes back at him. Here's what happened. Well, I, w- I will say to Triumph two things. One, ahead, a- a- as a Cuban-American, anyone smoking a cigar can't be all bad. That's right. And two, I just want to say to Triumph, my advice is walk away. Walk away. And, ju- and just remember, it wasn't the Republicans. It was the Democrats that took you into the vet to get fixed. <laughs> and, and there is freedom on the other I side. I support Hey, I support spaying. I support spaying and neutering, just like Trump did to you. Uh, oh, oh, no, no. Zinger. <laughs> Ooh, that's good right there. <laughs> and he didn't set himself up. He took uh, what Ted said and yeah. flipped it. Him. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, Ted will fare better at the polls that he did against uh, Triumph the Insult Dog. Uh, <laughs> he has got to win this election. He's got to. First of all, I mean, there's the underwear thing. But beyond that, there's the lasting ramifications of Beto O'Rourke, the, this guy who has these extreme left-wing policies. Being the senator from this great state, and... You know, they've been talking about this blue wave in Texas. Blue wave! Blue wave in Texas! Blue wave! That really would be a blue wave. If you if you wash Ted Cruz out of office, that is the blue wave coming true. It can't happen. Oh, please, Texans. Yeah, it's bad enough, Alabama. Don't let this happen. Got, what, was it Doug Jones or something? You know, they've turned that seat from Sessions. 
Blue. Yeah. When is he up, yeah. by the way? I think in a couple years. But uh, Alabama was bad enough losing that seat. Come on, Texas. What are you doing? Come on, Texas. Texas. Seriously. It, it, you know, a year ago, I would have thought this absolutely impossible. Anybody who said, you know what, Beto O'Rourke might beat Ted Cruz, you would have thought someone was absolutely out of their mind or just knew nothing about politics, one of the two. Okay, you can't know anything about Texas if you think Beto O'Rourke, a guy nobody's ever heard of. In fact, when he started running, I didn't even know he was a congressman. Never heard of the guy. And then all of a sudden, he starts getting this momentum and getting close in the election and narrows it down to, in some cases, one point. Another poll just had him in a dead heat. Ugh. I think the most respected polls, though, I think the average is about five points right now. But I personally believe that some U.S. Americans <laughs> don't have maps and may not find the polling place. I don't know. <laughs> but I think... Now, I believe that Ted wins by, by 10 points plus. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. 10 hang points. Hang on. This is the, um, this is the uh, evolution of the Pat Gray prediction. I don't know if we want to go over this. It's, I just want to I don't I think wanna, it's a I very good to, evolution. I want you to lock in a All right. final prediction. So we went on July 9th, 2018, and mm-hmm. you said 62 to 38 Ted would, wow. beat, would beat Beto. Wait, July 9th I said that? Yeah. Jeez. 62 38. All right. Um, and then that was a dumb prediction. Uh, October 9th and October 30th, you you stayed steady at fifty five forty five. Ted, all right. What is your locked in loaded? That's position? my locked in. Yes, it's 10, 10 plus. Ten so, plus. Yeah, ten plus. Okay, I'm going to stick with it. So we've gone. From, what do you think is What do you think is going to happen? We've gone from twenty four uh, to ten to ten. Okay. Yeah. Me, that's a good question. I'm going to say fifty one forty nine cruise. Wow. I'm very scared. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be like a moral victory. I'm okay with their moral victory. Go ahead and have a moral victory. You yeah. can use it all you want. Get ready. If that happens, regardless of pretty empty. if he loses, get ready for Beto 2020 yes. running for president. And they keep saying, even if he loses, if it's competitive, they're going to they're gonna pump him up for 2020 presidential run. I, I think they're going to do it regardless. I think he could lose by 10 and still be their candidate for, for 2020. Because who do they have? They got nobody. They don't have anybody that that people are excited about except this guy. And for some reason, this guy has fired up all the Hollywood elites and the liberals all over the country, the socialists everywhere, and they love him. They love him. What about Spartacus, though? Huh? You got you got. The yeah, battle. I think they love him more than Spartacus. Spartacus, they know he's a problem. Cause oh, so wait a minute. Now, if he even got dares to run against Cory Booker, Spartacus. Isn't that uh, hateful, hateful right yeah. and racist, right? Because Beto is, you know, an Irish. Amer- oh no, no! I mean, he's a. Sp- what the hell is Beto? What is he now? What What, what is his race? Is he Irish American? He's Irish. Or- okay, mm-hmm. so then he can't run against uh, Corey. Just saying. No, right? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where uh, Millennial Falcon tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Got my prescription discount yesterday at Walgreens. Uh, Pat Unleashed style. By entering Jenny's number. Yes. <laughs> it does work, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, when you put in the the number that, I don't know, the rewards card or the Kroger card or whatever grocery store card, and I don't want to give them my information, we found out this great tactic of using Jenny, uh, the Jenny number from the Tommy Two-Tone song, 867-5309. <laughs> She's, 
Millennial Falcon tweets, Turns out I have 2,390 redeemable points, Whoa. so I'm not the only one doing it. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know what state you live in or, uh, well, it's at Walgreens. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you just give them the I've, local Some area, of those yeah. points have come from me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what, what can you get with Walgreens bonus points? I don't know. 2,390? That would seems like you could redeem that for a lot, right? Oh, man. Should be, right at least now. get you a prescription or something. Let's see. My account. I'm at uh, I'm at Walgreens. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Oh, I don't know. What's his area code? Well, let's just try. Oh, uh, yeah. We don't know. Six, seven. I want to cash in those points yeah. before they expire. Right? Oh. Multiple accounts match the phone number you entered. Not to worry. Enter your username to continue. Well, now I'm screwed. <laughs> But oh, I, so you're not going to be able to redeem them? Yeah, because what, what can I get? I mean, what oh, can you get for... I just want to know that. I, I don't even necessarily want to redeem the points. Yeah. I just want to know what you can get with them. What can you get? Yeah. Because I'm cheap, man. I that is a foolproof system, though, for everybody. I highly re- recommend. Every time, one of those obnoxious, intrusive uh, privacy invasions come up in your life, at whatever grocery store you frequent, and they always want you to put in your number so that you can get the discount so that the piece of meat you're buying that is uh, you know, $4 a pound normally without your card would be $15 a pound. Just put in your area code and then 8675309. Um, Pat? Yeah. Look what happens when you redeem your points at Walgreens. If you got five thousand points, you get five bucks. All Woo! the way, all the way up to forty thousand points is worth fifty bucks. <laughs> two thousand three nine. We got a ways to go. Come it's, on, it's like two dollars and fifty cents is all that's come worth. On, come on, Millennial Falcon. Let's start making some more purchases. That's funny. Five thousand points is five bucks. We're not even. <laughs> hey, so we're like the equivalent. It's not even worth bothering with. Stop it. <laughs> All right, so now everybody's going to go and cash in these points at all their local Walgreens today. (laughs) And they get to start over. (laughs) Uh, All right, on this election day, Oregon is fighting election meddling in kind of an interesting way. You know, they don't want to be hacked. They don't want people to to get in and change any, any of the details, any of the results. So as election officials all across the country worry about this, um, whether hackers are going to try to create chaos or, you know, the Russians are coming or whatever it is. In Oregon, you don't have to worry because they don't, they don't have voting machines or polling places. Wait, what? 20 years ago, Oregon became the first state in the nation to conduct all statewide elections entirely by mail. Wow. Did I you know I, about that? I did not know that. Uh, how do you know that... I mean, do you trust the mail system enough? Yeah, to, uh, I like the whole paper ballot angle, as we've discussed before. I do, too, but I'd like it to be at the polling place. Right. Well, how you do know, you, and then you make sure you drop it in the box and you know you did it. How do they verify? And maybe they do, and I just <clears> don't know. I mean, how do they verify that it got received? You I know? don't know. How do you find out? Three weeks before each election, all of Oregon's nearly 2.7 million registered voters are sent a ballot by the U.S. Postal Service. Wow, this seems inefficient. Then they mark and sign their ballots and send them in. You don't have to ask for the ballot. It just comes. There's no form to fill out, no voter ID, no technology except paper and stamps. Well, okay, do we know that non-citizens aren't voting? Is there a way to tell that? 
If you don't want to pay for a stamp, you can drop your ballot in a box at one of the state's hundreds of collection sites. So it doesn't even have to cost you the price of a stamp, which it shouldn't if you're voting, right? That shouldn't cost you any money. It'll be a poll tax. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to see how uh, it, you know for sure. It's a system that consistently produces some of the highest voter participation rates in the country. Hmm. Hmm. 68% of the state's registered voters uh, in 2016 voted. 8% above the national average. Wow. That's, well, you know, I guess when you make it more convenient and you don't do it on a work day, uh, you probably will have really good voter numbers. Why wouldn't you? I mean, unless people are just completely apathetic, but... uh, That's a long walk to the mailbox. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Could be a windy day. Might be raining. I mean, it is Oregon, Pacific Mm -hmm. Northwest. And umbrellas are really hard to come by. You got to time it just right to make it worth your while to walk from the house to the mailbox. Uh, Do we have the shot of the MSNBC reporter blocking the handicapped parking spot? (laughs) (laughs) So so, uh, MSNBC did this live shot uh, and where they were talking about executive orders ending birthright citizenship. And so they're set, setting up for the shot, and they set up right there in a handicapped parking spot. And so a handicapped person showed up in the parking lot wanting to park there and said, hey, could you move your stuff? And she refused. No, we're not moving for you. Hmm. Whoa, wait a minute. I thought MSNBC was all about you know, helping the handicapped and minorities and the downtrodden and a guy in a veteran in a wheelchair. Yeah, she said no. Not moving for you. Wow. MSNBC just made her apologize. Oh. Yeah. How about that? This is about the only attention MSNBC is getting right now. <laughs> they had to park in a handicapped spot to get it. <laughs> they need to be nastier to Trump. <laughs> Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network.